Hello, everyone. Welcome to Peace of Authenticity Podcast. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Jordan. And we are the Andersons. In 2020, the Lord really challenged us on starting our own podcast. And so we invite you to join us on the journey of following Jesus every day. So let's grow together and learn together. Hello, everybody. What's going on? How are you? Welcome back. Go ahead and tell us. I always say stuff to where there's like yeah. needs to be a reply. Like it's like it's, it's a Facebook. This live. is a one way conversation. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, um, yeah. So welcome back, everybody. <laughs> if this is your first time, then welcome. There's a lot of other podcasts that you can listen to. There are a lot. There's a lot. We're in season two. <laughs> we've we've been doing this for a while, and we're still not experts. I think we're going we're on fifty years. Good. 50 years. 50 years. Um, yeah, so last week we had fun. We were talking about what's your banana. And if that's. I'm sure does, people were like, yeah, what? If the you what? haven't seen last week's episode, then you won't really catch the joke. It's not but, actually about a banana. But it's about the one thing that, that's keeping you from growing in that relationship with Jesus. And so we just want mm-hmm. to encourage you to go check it out. Um, or, you know, just finish listening to this one. And there's plenty of other ones if, if you want to. It's fine. But. This week we are coming in hot. Oh, we're coming in hot. Oh my god! And gosh. this is why. Okay, so how many of you guys know if you're in Oklahoma? Maybe if you're listening to this podcast and you're somewhere else, you don't know. But in Oklahoma, we had crazy amounts of snow the the last couple of days. This last week, there there were two days even where you know my gym was closed and I was super frustrated. So mad. So mad. So um, mad. I'm just yeah. But anyway. <laughs> So no, but but prior to you know all these all these uh, weather guys are on social media yeah. going this storm is about to be devastating. Prepare we're, for your yeah. life to end. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we're going to be talking about this storm for years to come, and so yeah. of course um, that they're doing it to get views and to get people to tune into their stuff. I guarantee you that's what it is because um, fear uh, sells in media, so they they're all blowing this up. So we're pretty much set, right, in, in our house. We, we pretty much have everything good to go. But there were a few items that were like, okay, if we get snowed in, yeah. there, we, we just need to add a few of these items. We need items. some sandwich stuff. Yeah, so, so we're good to go. So we decided to go up to the grocery store, and dear Lord, it's like the line, at, and, and of course, we go to Aldi. I don't know if, we if you go to Aldi. We got to some moolah. But... And we went up to Aldi, and literally, it took us maybe five minutes to get yeah. the the items that we wanted, and then it took another like thirty minutes or so longer to stand in line. Yes, the line was going from like the checkout all the way around this aisle, curved around. This. Yes, people just like acting like they're about to be in a bunker for two weeks. It was literally like the lowercase letter N. Yeah. It literally, it was like all the way around, all the way back down. Like I almost told Aubrey, like, let's just put this stuff up. We don't even need it. Yeah. There was a time that Jordan was like, let's just go somewhere else. We need else. to leave. And, and I'm like, but we already have all this stuff in the cart. Gray was with us and it was just, oh my gosh, it was crazy. Yeah. But literally that got me to thinking, I, I was sitting there in line and I mean, it's not like everybody was panicking and oh, just no. acting out out of control like a meteor was about to hit the earth or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it was just amazing to me how a few 
social media posts that could go around could stir people up. I have never seen Aldi as as packed as it was that day. Mm-hmm. As soon as we pulled into the parking lot, I was like, goodness gracious, like where'd all these people come from? You know? And and so we're we're sitting there and and it, and I connected that with the same type of panic that we have when we know that a storm is coming or like this snow and this ice, this big storm was supposed to come hit us. And we got a lot of snow. I mean, I'm telling you, it was a lot of snow, but it was never, we never lost electricity. We never lost anything like mm-hmm. that. I mean, which of course they didn't know that prior to, but just the amount of panic, it looked like I was seeing shopping carts full of just everything, like anything that, that people could snack on. And I connected that back to um, what what if, you know, we said right now on the podcast, like, Jesus is going to return tomorrow, right? We better go get all the toilet paper. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, we better go t- buy up all the toilet paper. No, but, but I mean, really, in, in a very real sense, what stirs, where does that lead your, your thought process to? Yeah, what was the first emotion that hit you if we would say like, hey, yeah. we heard from the Lord, which we didn't, by the way, but if we did, the Lord told us he's coming tomorrow, yo. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what would your first emotion be like? Finally, thank you, Jesus. Or, oh my gosh, yeah. no. Like, yeah. I've got to do this and this and this. Yeah, well, it's like, or I'm not ready for that. Like, yeah. or like you're like you're scared. Yeah, you're scared. Does it does it bring fear in, into your heart? Does it know? And, and granted, I know that there's a huge difference between the King of Kings returning for <laughs> us versus a snowstorm coming to to your state. I I recognize the difference, but there was a connection that was made there as we were standing in line in my brain. I was like, man, I wonder I wonder if this would be the same type of panic behavior that you would see from the church and from Christians everywhere if there was irrefutable evidence that Jesus was coming mm-hmm. like and and they had just a little bit of time to to do like what does it cause panic? Does it does it cause relief? Are you sitting here going, oh, thank God? Because here's the thing. I think that, that there's there's two sides to look at it. I think mm-hmm. that there's a part that's like if it if it draws fear, right, then obviously you need to press into the Lord and figure out why you would be scared yeah. that, that the bridegroom is, is returning well, for the bride Well, kind of like that statement, our emotions are just an invitation to speak to the Lord about them. Yeah. So why is it scary? Yeah. Well, and, and there's there's that. And then also, if you're on the other flip side of it and you're like, oh, thank God, like I've been waiting for this day forever. <laughs> like, I think that, you know, I think that there's also a problem with that because you're not taking your assignment here seriously. Like, yes, we are sojourners, right? The, the ultimate goal, as Paul told us, is the hope of glory. Is to, is to be seated, like to be in heavenly places, to be reunited with Jesus. That That is the ultimate goal. But if you're literally just sitting here on earth holding out for that moment, then I don't think that you are doing everything that the Lord has called you to do here because mm-hmm. you're too busy looking for that moment too. So there's, there's kind of like that split decision on there. I feel yeah, like. it's almost like, um, people just want to opt out like yeah I'm done here yeah, yeah come Jesus and then some that are like no my life is too precious here I don't want to go to heaven which yeah. I think both of those actually tell me that um, I don't think people you know the whole thing with heaven the clouds and the angels chubby angels playing harps not real 
Um, don't know who thought that up and who yeah. would want to be there. I'm sorry. I don't want to just sit on clouds and listen to harp music and watch chubby baby angels fly around. That's the last thing I would want, honestly, for eternity, for sure. But I think that you really will grasp and long for heaven, not in a way like I just want to leave right now and I want heaven, but like I'm going towards the prize yeah. and the prize is heaven. Whenever you have a true 100% real relationship with God because you know what heaven is it's communion with the Lord for eternity mm. and if that doesn't make you all mushy inside and want to get emotional and get excited then you might want to speak to the Lord about it because yeah. I think that does talk that that means something with your relationship with the Lord if communing with him and spending time with him and walking with him and learning from him and you know all these things for eternity doesn't sound amazing to you then you will you will need to mm. sit down and have a heart to heart with the Lord about it. Why wow. that doesn't sound yeah. good. Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to what Paul was trying to say, you know, um, when, when he talks about training like an athlete and running mm-hmm. the race set before me, right? Like Paul, Paul's like basically saying in, in different parts of scripture, yes, Heaven is the goal, but while I'm here as a sojourner, I am going to run yes. and I am going to train yeah. like like an athlete in, you know, in, in the arena, in the Coliseum. Like I think we've talked about that before on on the podcast is where we where he was literally talking about I'm going to exhaust myself here with the assignment that God has put before me until and that i feel like that needs to be underlined stay you know working on the assignment that the lord gave you yes because a lot of people they have a christian bucket list like i mean i need to go on a mission trip because every good christian goes on a mission trip <laughs> i need to give to the poor because honestly that's what a good christian yeah. does yeah. but what has the lord called you and asked you to do in your day-to-day yeah. life it might not even look like your typical christianity 101 wow you yeah. know what I mean? So sorry. Yeah. I just, that like hit no, me. Whenever no, no, that's good. Cause I mean, exactly like what the Bible is talking to us about. Like we are all the body of Christ. Yeah. And, and look at how many different body parts we have. So, um, it, there is no, there is no structure for exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Like, oh, well, if you'll come and just do A, B and C, yeah. then you will, um, reward, like your heavenly reward will be blah. With, <laughs> There's like, no listen, way you won't get a crown yeah. in heaven if you don't, if you yeah. do this. <laughs> Every single one of us, think about it as like a different body part. Every body part that we have has a different function and a different reason for being there. Yeah. And God does not do anything by accident. We talk about that all the time. Everything has a function. Yeah. I mean, can, yes. you know, and so if you look at it in that realm, then there is no, oh, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to tithe. I'm, I'm going to serve at my church. I, you know, I might go on a few mission trips, you know, and I might give money to the poor, like what yeah, you're Yeah, I need to about. volunteer. Yeah, or volunteer. Like, these, these are all good works. Exactly. But what specifically is it that God is calling you? Like you, just you. Like don't don't look to the left and to the right at what everybody else is doing. Yep. What is it that God has called you to do? And if you don't know the answer to that, this is your opportunity right now to, you could push pause on this podcast right now and close your eyes mm-hmm. 
and get your notebook. We talk about grabbing notebooks all the time. It's because so important. It, it's so important to just write out anything that comes Date to your it. mind. Date it. Write down what you hear. Absolutely. Write it. This is your moment. Push pause on this podcast right now and just close your eyes and ask the Lord, Lord, show me. Show me the assignment that is for me. And as you do that, write down everything. Whether you picture it, whether you hear it, whether you just see a flash of something in your mind, write down everything that comes to your it doesn't, mind. It doesn't even matter if it looks if it looks silly. Because Could look silly. Even an example, the other night we were praying and seeking the Lord in something and Aubrey saw like a flash of a yeah. few random things and he's like, okay, anyways, Lord, so what is it? And then he heard nothing. Yeah. And then later he's like, Jordan, I think that that's what the Lord showed me. And then I wasn't taking it because it wasn't what I expected. Yeah. He wasn't speaking to me <laughs> in, in the fashion that I wanted him yeah. to. He was showing me pictures of like different businesses and stuff like that that had nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Like they had nothing to do with me at all. And so like I'm sitting here going, well, how am I supposed to connect? But then whenever Jordan was talking about what she was talking about, what the Lord was showing her, then all of a sudden it was connecting dots for me. And if I wouldn't, if I would have just disregarded Mm -hmm. everything that the Lord was showing me in that moment, it wouldn't have pieced together everything that you were saying later on for me. And then it was like, oh, aha, it's making so much more sense. But anyway, basically what we wanted to come across today is the simple fact of being prepared. I know, especially in, in America and in, like in a lot of the lives that, that a lot of people around us live, we are so busy going from here to there, yeah. doing this and doing that. And, and you're like sitting here going, well, yeah, if, if we're all doing this, no wonder if a storm's coming, people had to go to the store and hurry up and stack up, probably because they don't keep their house ready. For, yeah. for if a storm were to come at the last moment, you know, maybe the mom and the dad uh, both have full-time jobs and they're doing all this. Kids are playing sports and, you know, we can, we can make ourselves as busy as we want to be. Yeah. It, and a lot of the times we like our, our busyness in life, we like put that up on our value. Like, yeah. Listen, I do it all. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I cook dinner every night. I work out every day. And you start making your to-do list and your busyness like who you are. And it actually is distracting you from what the Lord is asking you to do. Yeah. and Which none of those things are bad, by the way. Yeah. yeah, We're we're not going to sit here and say, don't let your kids play sports. Don't work out. I mean... (laughs) That, like that's silly but I, I think that that everyone takes the busyness of what they're doing out here and they're like well look and, and you're kind of serving it on a on a tray like these are all the things that I do I like to reference cats like I don't really like cats that much <laughs> but one thing that's really interesting about cats like if, if you own a cat you know exactly what I'm talking about Cats will like be inside and outside animals, but when they're outside, they'll like go kill a bird. They are or, crazy. Yeah, they're, they're just predators, man. Like, and they'll go out there, they'll kill gophers <laughs> and they'll kill birds and they'll kill everything and they'll bring it up to your doorstep and leave it there as like a trophy to like, be like, hey, humans, look, look at, look at every, look at what I did. You know, I'm like, presenting you with yeah. a beautiful gift. Right. And, and it, it's like, dude, ew, that's gross. Like, it's I, a dead bird. Yeah, I have a two-year-old that's going to pick <laughs> that up and mess with it, you know? And and so cats, like, do this. And and I think that, that we have that same mentality when, when it comes to our relationship with the Lord. And many of us are literally um, going out and we're doing all these things that the Lord never told us to do. And Lord's we're, like, why would I ever yeah. ask you to do And that? then, like, we're sitting here 
going, look, look, Lord, these are, these are the six things that I've done. Aren't you proud of me? And, and the Lord's like going, I mean, yeah, that's really cool, Aubrey, but I never asked you to do any of those things. Like you spent all of your time doing things that, that I, like, I never well, because called like you to our, do. It says, and I know, I feel like I say this every week, but it's like, I live this every week the Lord's ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. So like seriously, sometimes when we think it's the most Mother Teresa-ish act and we offer it up to the Lord, it might look like a dead bird to the Lord because what if it like came from a heart of comparison? Like, well, Mm. you know, Mother Teresa did this, Mother Teresa did that. I need to, I need to step it up because I bet she got all the crowns in heaven and this is what she did. So I'm going to do that. Or my neighbor's doing this. I feel like I'm doing nothing. So I'm going to like make a tiny bit of room in my schedule to go volunteer so I feel better about myself. And you offer yeah. up this like dead bird to the Lord, like, here you go. And yeah. he's just like, uh, no, thank you. I didn't want yeah. that for you. Yeah. It's, it's always the heart. It's like always yeah. the heart behind it. And, and it's like, I mean, it, and here's, what's amazing. Here's, what's amazing about the Lord. The, the Lord is so, is so gracious. And then he's so merciful with us that a lot of the time he graces us in our endeavors <laughs> To where we're like, oh, we're doing this for the Lord. But in reality, the the Lord did not have that for us. But yeah. He's like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll grace you in that because maybe in the beginning your heart was in the right place. Yeah, you know. And I, I can't get it away from that metaphor with the cat because yeah. after a while you're like, oh my gosh, that's so gross. You're like, thank you, kitty. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. What are you supposed to do? You put a dead bird. But like, that's kind of sometimes the grace of the Lord. Like, okay, yeah. like I see you're trying to do something, but let's just have a relationship. Let me yeah. tell you what yeah. I would like you to do. <laughs> yeah, and and that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Let me let me tell you what what I like to do. But so so it comes all the way back around to um, the same preparation that the, the preparations that we make before we know that a big storm is coming. That I guarantee you, there would be so many Christians falling to their knees in worship, in repentance, in repentance in, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like they, everybody <laughs> would stop relying on the credit card of grace if they if they knew that Jesus was returning tomorrow. And like, and I'm even saying from from my perspective, if if I lived today as though I thought Jesus was returning tomorrow, yeah. I would live completely different today yeah. than, than what I normally do on any given average day. Mm-hmm. And it's because uh, we, we always think like every day is just given to us and yeah. we're, not, we're not preparing to literally be the bride. And so that's what brings us to our Bible reading today. I know normally like we really try to keep everything more focused on, you know, like biblical things and no, like talk about things cats. yeah we don't talk about birds and cats and you know and, <laughs> and being prepared for winter storms and everything but just the just the fact of of seeing that small little grocery store so filled with people like in her like the day before this massive storm was supposed to come i was sitting there going man i wonder what you what it would be like if jesus was supposed to return tomorrow mm-hmm. i wonder if there would be the, just this mass uh, you know like coming back to Christ in the world, like millions upon it, millions this of people. Is, this is something that it shouldn't look like with, to be prepared, okay? Like as a kid, I know, I feel like every kid dealt with this. You get a call from mom. She's not home from work yet, but she needs the meat thawed for dinner. Yeah. Right? And so she calls you, mom, you'll remember this. And she'll say, hey, can you, you know, take some frozen chicken out, put it in the sink, you know, in a bowl to thaw it out in water, and I'll be there soon. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, sure. And you're like, I have plenty of time. 
I don't need to do that right now. I'm in the middle of a show. And so you're watching the show and then you see her car pull up and your heart stops and you're like, I didn't pull out that <laughs> frozen meat. And you run in there real quick and you do it real fast and you usually get caught because it's completely frozen. But anyways, that's not how it should be when you prepare for the Lord. You should not be just like living your life, doing exactly what you want to do. And then, cause we won't know the time, but like yeah. if you saw the Lord pull up in his chariot with the, you know yeah. what I mean? Like being like, oh dang, I didn't do what yeah. I was supposed to do. Let me do it really quick. So anyways, yeah, so yeah. going into so, Matthew. So we're, we're, we're in Matthew 25 today, Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse one. But before I read that, so at the end of Matthew 24, Jesus is talking about concerning that day. And and I love it when when Jesus talks about the day of the return of, of the Son of Man, because, mm-hmm. or basically he's like, whenever I come back, he's like, uh, but concerning that day, that and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, Jesus himself didn't even know the Father's plan for the day that he was going to send him back. And so Jesus tells us that only God knows. Not even the angels in heaven and not even Jesus himself knows when that day and that hour will be. Right? So obviously we don't know. And <laughs> and sorry, so it's just making me smile. Because I, I think about some of the sermons I've heard where they've done the math and that the Lord is coming yeah. Next week. Yeah. Because if you do the math, you know, a day to the Lord is a thousand years, a thousand years to a day. Yeah. The Lord's going to come back in six Bring or seven down. days. And do you know what I mean? And we think, but like Jesus doesn't know. Like what makes us think we can crack the code and figure that the out? Code. But I'm sorry. Anyway. Yeah. No, I mean, because I remember the Y2K stuff, you know, in, in 2000. And then there was, uh, you know, 2012 was supposed to be a big year and everything like that. But, but here's the thing. Uh, it's, no one will know. No one. And Jesus himself says, concerning that day and hour, nobody will know. Okay, so so we already have it. Jesus is talking. Nobody knows when it is. So then he breaks out into a fantastic parable in, in cha- Matthew chapter 25. And it's, it's the parable of the ten virgins, okay? And so I'm just going to read this really quick. And then uh, we're just going to discuss it. Because I think that it needs to be discussed because if we're talking about preparation, just like the people were preparing for the snow to come in, we should be preparing um, to be with Christ, again, seated in heavenly places. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, it goes like this. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like, and I also love how Jesus speaks in in parables and he says the kingdom of heaven is like so if i truly want to know what the kingdom of heaven is like then i should be studying the parables so that way i could get to know what heaven is really like but anyway he says the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom five of them were foolish and five were wise for when the foolish took their lamps they took no oil with them But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. In verse 5, as the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. Oh my gosh, I could just dive into that right now. But hold on just a second. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. 
Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither day nor the hour. So Jesus is basically telling us a story and giving us an image of what it looks like on the day that he returns. And then he, he breaks it down into this. There were five wise virgins and there were five unwise. They, they brought their lamp, but they didn't bring any extra oil, right? And then the five wise ones not only had their lamp full of oil, but they brought a reserve with them. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, and I love the part where it talks about, and as he was delayed, right, they got drowsy and they fell asleep. So I, I tend to picture this on a big scale of where we are as, as like the big church, the big C church yeah, all around the world. Yeah. I think that because we have tried to pick and guess so many times that Jesus was going to come, that the bridegroom was going to come. Delay, delay, that, delay. That it's been delayed. And so people have fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. The church has fallen asleep. People have become inactive. They've, they've come to a place where it's no longer important for me to find out what, you know, what it is that, that the Lord has for me. Like, I'm just going to go to church. I'm going to pay my tithe. I'm going to do this and, and I'm going to be fine. I'm going to go to all my kids' sports games. I'm going to, you know, raise my kids, take care of my family. And, and that, that be the end of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not pursuing that. So, and, and here's, here's what I love about the imagery of, of the 10 virgins, right? The Bible tells us that five of them um, had extra oil and the other five didn't. I want to talk about the five that didn't bring extra oil with them for just a, a small second, okay? So they brought their lamp. And I imagine in the beginning, they were like, oh, I'm just going to fill up this lamp. He's coming He's soon. coming. He's coming soon and it's fine. And I picture this as, how many of you remember the, the very day that you gave your heart to Jesus. You, you come in and you're, I don't know if you were in a church service or, or uh, maybe you were just at home or you were with some friends or wherever you were when you felt that tug to really come to Jesus. And I, I imagine, picture yourself as a lamp. You were so full in that hour. I can tell you still today, the very day that I found out that Jesus was real, I can mm-hmm. tell you in very clear detail exactly what happened step by step and everything like that. So my, your lamp was full and it was burning and it was burning bright, right? Mm-hmm. And earlier in Matthew, I believe it's in chapter 6, Jesus tells us that we are to be the light of the world. Yeah. The city on a hill, right? We're not supposed to hide our light yeah. under a bushel, right? Mm-hmm. So. I'm thinking about these five virgins that that brought their lamp and their oil. They had just probably gotten saved or they they were excited about the feast and they they had their lamp full, but as time went on, their oil began to run out and they didn't have a reserve because they weren't plugged in to their source. Mhm. They And and did you hear what Aubrey said? Like I know this is like maybe going to rub some people the wrong way, but everybody thinks if they're plugged into like a church building somewhere, then you're good. No, that's not the source. The source is Jesus. Churches are great. Like the buildings are great, community, love, yes. But the source is Jesus. So never think just because you go to church at least two or three times a month that you're plugged into the source. Mm. If you're not spending time with the power source, which is our savior, (laughs) then 
you're not plugged into the source. Sooner or later, as the day goes on and as the bridegroom is delayed, let's just say as days go by and life goes on, mm-hmm. we eventually, we will run out of oil. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love this imagery that Jesus is putting out there because I, I want to say that that he's showing an image of of people like let's let's just look at it like this when we get saved we're we're given that lamp you know and it's it's full of oil but as we burn right as we're on and we're being the light of the world oil is slowly draining out but if you don't have that relationship that reserve mm-hmm. of oil you know, and, and then here's here's what I loved about this as well. When they started to run out, they recognized that they were running out. And so they went to the ones that had the reserve and they were like, hey, share with me. Mm-hmm. They're, they're looking. Instead of plugging into the source, they are looking for a human person to save them in the midst of their oil running out. Yeah. And and I pictured that as people that look to their pastors, they look to other people, they look to friendships, they look to relationships to to keep their fire burning. Mm-hmm. They to get that oil that reserve like I got to be doing all these works or mm-hmm. I got to be doing all these things to keep the oil going. And um and I just love it because the the ones that brought reserve recognized that we, I don't have enough for me and for you. You have and, to go to the source. And guess what? That's not cruel and mean. Those are that's wise as yeah. it was listed in the Bible. That's not yeah. selfish. That's not you know what I mean? Like boundaries are a good thing. Yeah. Your your oil source is not enough to get other people into the wedding feast. Because you can't play savior. You can't. You can't. And and so like a lot of people they, they look to they look to people here on earth to fill you know, like maybe maybe you're not uh, maybe you're somebody that, that has a hard time getting into the quiet place. At times my mind runs yeah. wild and I'm distracted by so many things and so just sitting with the Lord can be very difficult for me. And yeah, it's easier for me to just tune into a sermon or to grab a book written by, you know, an author that mm-hmm. is talking about something that I want to feed off of, you know, like, and, and I can do all of these things, but that oil is not going to be enough to keep my lamp burning until the bridegroom comes. Yeah. And, and what, what happens is they, they, you don't stay in preparation, right? You're not, you're not prepared. So then it tells us that as they went to the dealers to buy more as they went to try to go find another source that could refill their oil, the bridegroom comes and the door is shut. Mm-hmm. And only the five that brought the reserve with them got to go into the wedding feast and the other five were left out. And I think that that is a powerful picture of what it looks like. Jesus is basically saying, listen, over half of you, I mean, five and five, so, so at least half of the people that call themselves followers of me are not going to have their oil reserve ready. And that's a scary thought. And a lot of, I'll just say Christians because what we were talking about. Yeah. The ones that have the lamp, okay? I believe that a lot of Christians live on a spirit, try to live on an emotional high. And they think 
that that's their oil. They think, you know what I mean? So after a while, like in every relationship, right, you have the honeymoon stage, all this stuff, right? You go to youth camp, you're on a high. You go to a conference, you're on the high, right? But it's not going to last. And the whys, you can tell that they knew that. That's why they plug into the source to get a regular amount of oil for every day to last. And guess what? There's some days they're not going to be like, wahoo, God, yeah, I'm feeling it, God, let's go. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I got so much out of the scripture today. But guess what? Our emotions mean nothing. We've already said this so many times. And that's not where our oil is. Yeah. And I think a lot of people or chasing highs, going to the next church, big church, going to the next conference closest to them, going to I want to be a part of something big. Yeah, they're they're chasing wherever it looks like the oil is, right? Yeah. But yet again, you're not plugging into the source. And there's only one source that can give you the oil that you need. And it's just so important that we realize our relationship with the Lord is not, it's not, it's not like led by emotion and feeling. Yeah. And there's going to be times you don't have, like there's been so many times I tell Aubrey, I just feel numb, but I just keep spending the time with the Lord and it fades, you know, but I still was getting the oil. Yeah. Feeling numb, getting oil. Well, it, it didn't, it didn't even say, and, and this is what I love about it, right? There's, there's five and five. There's the five that brought their reserves and there's the five that didn't. Every single one of them, all 10 fell asleep. So it wasn't like, oh, these five are super holy and, yeah. they, and they brought extra oil yeah. and they were on top of their game and they stayed up all through the night waiting on the bridegroom. No, the Bible tells us that they all fell asleep. Yeah. That they, they all we're did. We're all human. We all are made yeah. of flesh. And, and here's the thing. The Bible doesn't tell us that they took oil in their reserve with them everywhere they went and every single day, but on the day that mattered. They listened to the Holy Spirit. I imagine they were led to go, hey, we don't know how long this is going to take, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring some extra oil with me, right? Mm-hmm. But on the day that it mattered, they were ready. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were equipped. They were prepared on the day that it really mattered. And so, you know, you're, you're sitting here going, okay, well, the, everybody brought their lamp, and, you know, do, do they get credit for having a lamp? No. I didn't read what... <laughs> No, they don't. Bridegroom said. Yeah, it didn't say that because it it says it come back in, in in verse ten. And while they were going to buy more oil, the bridegroom came. Jesus came, and those who were ready, those who had their extra oil, those who were had the reserve with them, got to go in to the marriage feast, and the door was shut behind them. Verse eleven, and afterwards, the other ones that had to go and buy more oil came back and they said, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he, but he said, I do not know you. And, you know, we, we sit there and, and Jesus had this way of teaching us through these stories that would really have you reflect on where you're at. And, and I looked at the people that were preparing. They had that warning. Listen, there's a snowstorm coming your way. We all had that heads up. We all had that warning. So then we could, even the, the items that we didn't have, we were able to go out and buy them yeah. and secure them because we had that warning, because we knew what was coming. Yeah. But in this case, no one will know the day. No one will know the hour. So we have to stay prepared mm-hmm. with our lamps full 
and the oil reserve. And and please, like I, I just think this is so important to grasp. It's mm. all about the oil and the lamps. It's not the wise ones went out and helped people while they were waiting for the groom, which is so amazing, right? I'm not saying that's bad. What I'm saying is the most important thing that I hear in that parable is they were connected mm. to the Lord. They all fell asleep. I'm just telling you, we're so fixated on our works Mm -hmm. and how we look to the Lord. But the Lord looks at the heart. That's what he says. I look to the heart. So realize the the thing that like wore, um, no, wore thin on the ones that were unwise, it was oil. It wasn't, they did the same exact thing as the other ones, except they didn't have oil. So I think that's so important because there's so many times where, in your life, you'll feel like you're maybe not doing anything with the Lord, but you're spending time with them. You're not doing like this extra stuff. You're not volunteering here. You're not doing that. You're not doing this. Follow the Lord. He'll tell you what to do. If you're connected to the source, you have the oil. And people that are over busy doing things because they feel like that's what they're supposed to do, make sure you have oil. You could be helping all the people, but if you run out of oil, you run out of oil and the door's yeah. shut. So I just feel like that's so important to yeah. grasp that because our minds... They work in a works-based mindset always. And it's like you have to disconnect from that and focus on Jesus. And he will tell you what you need to do. He'll tell you if you need to be still and not help nobody for a few days and just spend time with him. Hmm. It's just being connected to the yeah. source. That's the most important thing. Well, and, and I think I think about it too, like, like what I was talking about just a second ago. Let your light shine before men. What what good does does an empty lamp do? Mm-hmm. Right. So if you don't have your reserve, you're not connected to the source. Yeah. You can walk around and tell everybody, Hey, this is a lamp. And they'll be but, like, okay, why is it not on? But if you can't light it, <laughs> yeah. right. If it's not connected, if you're not full of oil, if you don't have that burning, then you're not letting a light shine. You just have an empty, you have an empty lamp that's for looks only. That's what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago in the podcast about Judas Mm-hmm. Judas followed the Lord. I would even venture to say that Judas laid hands on people, laid hands on the sick, mm-hmm. and they recovered. Yep. I guarantee you that he saw and 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 laid hands on and saw many signs, wonders, and miracles unfold. But he literally followed Jesus long enough to be considered a disciple without fully giving his heart over. And we talked about that in, in one of our other podcasts. But that's exactly what it looks like when you're running around with a lamp. You're disguised as a follower of Jesus. You have a lamp. You have that lamp to show people, well, I gave my heart to the Lord one time. But when if you ran out of oil, you're not letting your light shine before anybody. Therefore, you are engaging in dead works mm-hmm. because that light's not shining for anybody. Mm-hmm. And so what we, what we bring it to in conclusion today in in this podcast. I hope and I pray that that maybe something that was said today really sticks out to you and you can go and and fill your oil reserve back up with the Lord. But basically, we need to be prepared as the wise five in Matthew 25. Mm-hmm. The wise five that not only are we carrying our lamps but we have a reserve and that reserve stays full because we are connected to the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and we are pressing in so that when our race is at its end, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Like Paul would, like we addressed earlier what Paul's talking about. I'm going to run the race Mm -hmm. and I'm going to hit the finish line. I'm going to train as an athlete does. When that time is there or Jesus decides to return, because nobody knows when that is. I mean, it was right there. Nobody knows the day or the hour. Nobody. We will be ready because we have the reserve. We have the reserve through the connection to the Holy Spirit. We're not running around with empty lamps and we're letting that light shine everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that's the goal. And that's how we be prepared. So just as you prepare for a winter storm or you prepare for any other season of your life that you can see coming in this fashion, we don't get to see it coming. So we have to stay prepared. We have to stay motivated. We have to stay in connection mm-hmm. with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And that's the only way to keep your oil reserve full. Yep. I just keep thinking of the song, Aubrey and the Lion King. Be prepared. Yeah, yeah. In the Lion King, that's the villain that's singing that song. But in a very real sense, <laughs> that I, I even looked up the lyrics. That literally has played in my head yeah. every time you say be prepared. I'm like, be prepared. Be prepared. But yes. Yeah. And so <clears> that's, <throat> that's where we sit. That's, that's where we are. And, and that is where the end of this podcast comes to, <laughs> yeah. is being prepared. I, Lord, prepare my heart as the wise virgins that I not only come with a full lamp, but mm-hmm. I also have my reserve because you are, you are my source. And, and go ahead and rebuke the whole, I have to look this way when he comes. Yeah. As long as you got oil. They were all asleep. None of them look any better. Yeah. I just thought of that song, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. He's preparing. Yeah. If I wake up and the bridegroom is here, but I have enough oil, I'm good. I don't care if I fell asleep just like everybody else because I have enough oil. And I'm going in to the marriage feast Mm -hmm. with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's the goal. So I hope that today, that, that I'm so glad that you joined us. Let us know on social media, um, you know, if, if anything that we say kind of ministers to you. And it's not to make us feel better, but it's just an instant praise report mm-hmm. that, that the stuff that the Lord is stirring in us is actually, um, is, is actually hitting the hearts, like that the seeds that we're casting are actually mm-hmm. going um, in the soil. But we love you guys, and we'll see you here next week, same time, same place. Yep, we'll see you then. Yeah. Wah, wah.